Welcome back to At The Buzzer. I'm Tyler Fertel, here with Andrew Lubliner, Campbell Klein, and Dean McCollum. Today we will be discussing our NFL award predictions for this upcoming season. Okay, let's get started. We will start with the Offensive Rookie of the Year for this upcoming 2020-2021 season. Andrew Lubliner, you will go first. All right. So first award up, Offensive Rookie of the Year. I was choosing between several different players. I think there's I think it's kind of wide open, but I'm going to go with CeeDee Lamb. Uh, I think that even though he's probably the number three receiver on the Cowboys right now, their offense isn't focused on just one guy. Their receiving attack, they use all their receivers. So I think that CeeDee Lamb, he'll still get a ton of targets. You look at Randall Cobb last year, he's going to be replacing him. Randall Cobb put up like top five numbers in the slot in terms of slot receivers in the NFL. So I think CeeDee's going to get a ton of targets. And with guys like Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper on the team, they're going to forget about CeeDee Lamb, and he's going to be able to beat teams deep. And he's also a great route runner, so he can catch the ball really well. So I just think that CD, he's in a good position to win it. Also, out of all the other wide receivers, he has the best QB throwing to him. So I think that that also play a factor in him gaining a lot of yards. That's an interesting selection by Andrew. I mean, I get it. It might be a little biased. He's a Cowboys fan, but uh, we'll see. Um, now, Dean, you can go. Okay, I was pretty torn between a few players like Andrew was for his offensive rookie of the year, but I'm going to go with the 32nd overall pick in this past draft, Clyde edwards Uh The Kansas City Chiefs just released their depth chart saying that he's going to be starting. Obviously, we all know that Damian Williams has opted out of this season, so he will be their number one option at the running back position. And I think Clyde edwards Elair, he's probably the best running back. He's definitely the best running back in this class right now. And that Chiefs offense, like Andrew said in the last podcast, them getting uh, Edwards Elair is just the rich getting richer. He's going to be a beast for them. When Patrick Mahomes is having an off day, which doesn't really happen, but they can always rely on a good young running back in Clyde Edwards Elair to just get many, many, many yards, just pile a bunch of yards. And he's going to do a lot of damage this year. So he's my offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, Dean, that's a good pick. He can't really go wrong with that pick as he's the starting running back and probably the best offense in the NFL. Um, now we head over to Campbell, who will now choose his offensive rookie of the year pick. Okay, so I'm going to go with Clyde edwards Elair, college teammate, Joe Burrow, the number one pick in the draft. So as we all know, Joe Burrow is an incredible quarterback. Some might even say the best quarterback in this draft. And I think Joe Burrow can win this award in two ways. First, I think he could win this award by putting up great stats like he did last year in college. Obviously, the competition is a lot harder in the NFL, but he was the number one pick in the draft for a reason. So if he can put up good stats, he can put himself in prime position to win this award. And also, if he can get the Bengals a few more wins than last year, last year the Bengals won two games. And if he can get them five or six wins this year, that could really put him in a position to get some votes and win this award. Campbell, it's hard to argue against that. He's the number one pick in the draft. He's going to be the only rookie QB starting at the beginning of the year as Tua and Justin Herbert, the other top picks in the draft, will not be starting for their respective teams. So, yeah, it's a good pick. Yeah, it's like Tyler said, it's pretty hard to dispute what you're saying. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals added T. Higgins. He was the first pick in the second round. They have Tyler Boyd, who's an up-and-coming wide receiver, and A.J. Green is finally back. And all those three wide receivers are definitely going to up Joe Burrow's chances to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. So I like the pick a lot. Okay, now it'll be my selection for the Offensive Rookie of the Year. That Clyde Edwards-Hilaire pick and Joe Burrow pick were pretty good. CeeDee Lamb pick, I mean, 
interesting pick, I'm going to say. But I'm going to go with a relatively surprising pick for my offense rookie of the year. I'm going to go with new Indianapolis Colts running back Jonathan Taylor. He was one of the best rushing running backs in college history when he went to Wisconsin. He's heading into a very improved Indianapolis Colts offense with a healthy T.Y. Hilton, a new quarterback in Phillip Rivers, who should be able to throw some pretty good passes with a good offensive line in front of him. He's the opportunity to play a lot because Marlon Mack is often injured and Naeem Hines is not the most complete running back. So I think that Jonathan Taylor, other than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Joe Burrow, could be a good player to choose for your offensive rookie of the year pick. And I think that, yeah, he has he's the opportunity to be really good in that new Colts offense. I really like Jonathan Taylor's game a lot. I mean, I think he's flying under the radar a bit for this award because, like you said, Marlon Mack and Naeem Hines, uh, they're, they're both not really long-term options and stable pieces you want at your running back position. So Jonathan Taylor, I feel like he's flying under the radar a bit, and I really like that pick. I, I, it's definitely possible for him to win this award. And additionally, he's playing, like I said before, Philip Rivers should be able to throw some passes, so that might make uh, NFL defenses not be as used to guarding Jonathan Taylor, and he's running behind a great offensive line too. So good opportunity for Jonathan Taylor to shine. We'll see what happens. Okay, now we will head to the other Rookie of the Year award, the Defensive Rookie of the Year. To start this award off, we will start with Andrew. Okay, so for my defensive Rookie of the Year, I'm going to go with Chase Young, who is the defensive end for the Washington football team. It's kind of weird saying that now. But uh, I just think Chase Young, he's just an animal. He's definitely the best pass rusher. I think probably the best defensive player coming into the draft. His numbers at Ohio State were really good. He bullied a ton of offensive linemen. Um, I mean, I've already seen clips of him in practice, just getting right by offensive tackles and sacking the QB, getting the QB in the backfield. So I think that with his skill set, and the fact that he's on the Redskins, he doesn't have much competition, so he's going to play majority of the steps. He's going to be substituted right in there. So I feel like Chase Young has definitely the best position to win this award if he can uh, put some good numbers on the field. That's a good pick, Andrew. I mean, Chase Young, he's just a monster. He was insane at Ohio State. He's supposed to be very good for the Washington football team, and we've seen that in his practices. So we'll see what he can do on the field and earn that Defensive Rookie of the Year award. Okay, now, Dean, you will go. All right, I'm going to choose my sleeper of the first round. He didn't really fall much, but he did fall a little bit for me enough to call him a sleeper. I'm going to go with Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson. He was picked up by the Arizona Cardinals at the eighth overall pick, and as you can see from him in Clemson, if you've seen his highlights, you can just tell he's a complete athletic freak. He had eight sacks in his final season at Clemson, and you can watch all the film you want. He forces so many fumbles for someone at his position, and he's put in a very good position right now because the Arizona Cardinals, in my opinion, should have a pretty competitive team this season. And you know what the NFL likes. They like to give the award to people on winning teams. And I think that the Arizona Cardinals are going to be a winning team, and he should be able to take the reins in that defense. And, yeah, I think Isaiah Simmons is my pick for the Defensive Rookie of the Year award. That's a good pick, too. I mean, Isaiah Simmons is probably the most versatile defender in this whole draft. Can play safety. He can play linebacker. He can probably – I mean, he's fast enough to maybe even play a cornerback. I mean, he probably won't because – We'll see, but like, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they put him there sometimes. Dean, you want something that? Yeah, I'd just like to add that in his first three seasons at Clemson, the majority of his minutes were played at safety, and he was a linebacker for the majority of his minutes this past season. But he's, like you just said, he's so versatile on the defensive end. 
he, he's such a great player that any team would like to have. Yeah, it's, he's a really good player. So now I will choose my Defense Rookie of the Year player. I mean, there's a lot of good talent in this first round of that draft. Um, there's Jeff Okuda, Derek Brown. Like you said, there is Isaiah Simmons. There's Patrick Queen. There's Chase Young. There's Kenneth Murray. But um, you might think this is a little biased, but I'm going to go with the Oklahoma Sooner linebacker, Kenneth Murray. I think that this is a very interesting pick. He's entering the league into a very good Chargers defense that they have a great defensive line, a great cornerback team, and their safeties aren't bad. I mean, they lost Derwin to an injury, but I think that Rayshon Jenkins, Nasir Adderley, and maybe Desmond King will play back there sometimes. So I think that he's entering a really young not young, but their linebackers are young with Drew Tranquil and Uchenna Nawasu. And I think that he's going to insert right into that middle linebacker spot and be a very good player for this uh, defense. And fun fact, the last game he played in college was against quarterback Joe Burrow, LSU against Oklahoma. And the first game he will play is against the Cincinnati Bengals against Joe Burrow. So I think that's, he's a very interesting pick. He's a sleeper pick for me. And I think that he has the opportunity to be a very good middle linebacker in this league. I think that Kenneth Murray can definitely become a great middle linebacker in this league, but I just think that there's a ton of more rookies that are, have a better chance of winning. I mean, there's other rookies um, such as uh, Anton Winfield Jr., who's going to be the starting safety on a Bucks team. Okay, that they have a good offense, so their defense is going to be on the field for a long time. So he's going to be able to make plays. He was really good in college. Javon Kinlaw on the 49ers, he's going to be the starting defensive tackle because they traded DeForest Buckner. He's going to get a ton of minutes on that loaded defense when they're when guys are worrying about Nick Bosa. Javon Kinlaw is just going to run straight up the middle and get to QBs. Jeff Okuda on the Lions, he's going to be marking wide receivers. He's been compared to guys like Patrick Peterson. So I just think there's a few more players that have a better chance of that have a much higher chance to get this award than uh, Kenneth Murray. Yeah, I understand what you're saying there. But then also, I, I said there are only good talent in the first round. There's also good talent in all the other rounds. I mean, Yatir Gross Matos went to the Carolina Panthers in the second round. I mean, you can't sleep on him. I mean, that Panthers defense is not good, but we'll see what he can do. And like, yeah, there are a lot of different players that could win this award, but you know what? I like what I've seen from Kenneth Murray, especially as a Chargers fan. I think that he could be a very good player in this defense. Dean? I agree with you that Kenneth Murray has a very good chance of becoming a great middle linebacker in the NFL. But like you said earlier in your argument for why you think he should win Defensive Rookie of the Year, he's playing on a pretty good Chargers defense, which means that he won't be able to get as many sacks or put up as many good of stats as players like Chase Young people who aren't as on good defenses. Uh, so I, I know he's he probably will be able to pan out into a great middle linebacker in the NFL. I don't know if he's put in the right system, or I should say he's put in the right system, but I don't think he's put in the right position to win this award. Yeah, but when you're saying that when you're putting a good defensive team that he's not going to have as much chance, well, that means that they're going to try to go away from those better parts, like Chris Harris Jr., Casey Hayward, Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram. I mean, they have so many good players that I think that they're going to try to maybe target the not-as-established linebacker group, and that will give the opportunity to Kenneth Murray to get a lot of tackles and make an impact. So I think that he it's a very interesting pick. Now we will go to Campbell Klein for our last Defensive Rookie of the Year pick. So my pick for Defensive Rookie of the Year is Chase Young, the second overall pick from the Washington football team. And as Andrew was saying before, Chase Young is simply an absolute beast. He supposedly has an unmatched work ethic, 
And I think we all know he does not lack athletic ability. I think Chase Young is definitely the best pass rusher in this draft. And I think there's a really good chance he can win this award. That's a really hard pick to disagree with. I mean, Chase Young, just a great overall player, and we'll see what he can do this season. Okay, now we will move on to our next award, the Comeback Player of the Year. I will start on this one. For my Comeback Player of the Year, I'm going to choose Cam Newton, new Patriots quarterback. He's more versatile than Tom Brady, who has been their quarterback for over two decades. I think that in a Patriots offense that might not be as good as other ones, but they still have a great coach and Bill Belichick, that he has the opportunity to shine. I think that Cam Newton can potentially be one of the best quarterbacks in the league this year if he can play well and limit his turnovers. So I think that, yeah, Cam Newton could be a very, very good pick this year and could surprise many people. Dean? Um, so I'm going to go now. I completely agree with you. I saw on ESPN earlier that NFL analyst Dominique Foxworth had a bold prediction saying that Cam Newton will go out this NFL season and win the MVP award. I don't stand by that. I don't think he's going to win the MVP award, but I think he's going to win, take home this award. One, because he didn't play a game last season, like you said, and many people are sleeping on him. Many people are counting him out of the equation, but people forget he's a former MVP. He was in the Super Bowl a few years back, even though he didn't perform well versus the, that Broncos defense. He still is an elite quarterback, and he can be a top 10 quarterback while healthy. You've seen all the workouts on his YouTube channel. He is hungry for another chance, and the Patriots took a chance on him, and I think he's going to win this award because he's going to put up a great season. That Patriots team, obviously not as good, but he's such a versatile quarterback. I think I have to go with him for this award. Yeah, like I said, it's a great pick. Very interesting pick for the season. Okay, Campbell, now you will choose your comeback player of the year. Okay, so I'm going to agree with you, Tyler. I'm going with Cam Newton as my comeback player of the year. As you are saying, Cam Newton didn't play last year. He's a former MVP. We all know he's a great quarterback. He's going into a really good organization with the great Patriots coaching staff. Newton is a great quarterback, extremely versatile, and I think Bill Belichick and that Patriots coaching staff is really going to be able to do something special with him. Okay, now it is your turn, Andrew, to choose your comeback player of the year. Well, I was going to talk about Cam Newton, but because all three of you decided to talk about him, I'm going to talk about someone else. Big Ben, Ben Roethlisberger, who missed pretty much all of last season. He is coming back, and I think that potentially the Steelers, I think they could be a playoff team. They have one of the best defenses, probably a top five defense. And Ben Roethlisberger, he's been historically good as a pocket passer. I think he has good wide receivers. Also, with James Conner, it relieves a little pressure of Big Ben to throw for like 300 yards a game. So I think that he can definitely have a really good season. And, I mean, Cam Newton, obviously, he's probably in the best situation to win this award. But if he doesn't, I think Big Ben would definitely win this award. Yeah, it's a good choice. I mean, Big Ben, after playing half of a game last year, after getting an arm injury, I mean, he's the opportunity to be in a good Pittsburgh offense. And their defense is going to be great, too, with Devin Bush, Cameron Hayward and a bunch of other players. So I think that, yeah, um, he's the opportunity. And a couple other players that could win this award. I mean, there's Odell. There's a couple other two. And I think that, yeah, this is a very interesting award. Now we will move on to the Coach of the Year award for this upcoming season. Campbell, you can start on this one. Well, for the previous question about Comeback Player of the Year, we talked about Cam Newton. And I'm going to go with Cam Newton's coach, Bill Belichick, as the Coach of the Year. So a lot of people, I wouldn't say they're sleeping on the Patriots, but they're sort of overlooking them. I'd say people still think they'll have a good record, but I don't think anyone's really counting them in as real contenders. But I think Bill Belichick 
will be able to put his new quarterback, Cam Newton, in a good position to make plays and get the Patriots a lot of wins this year. So I think Bill Belichick, by the media, he might be overlooked because everyone already knows he's a good coach. But I think he, at the end of the season, will be the most deserving of this award. That's a good pick, Campbell. They have lost a couple players to opt-outs, but we'll see if he can do with what he has. So we'll see what he can do. That's a pretty good pick. Okay, now, Dean, you're up. If you watched our previous episode, which you should after you check this one out, we gave out all of our NFL predictions. And I had coming out of the NFC as the number one seed in the playoffs, the Seattle Seahawks with a record of 13-3. and I have their coach, Pete Carroll, taking home this award. One, obviously because... For me, they had the highest uh, record in the uh, NFL for the NFC side. And two, Pete Carroll's already a proven coach. We've seen what he can do. He pretty much always leads the Seattle Seahawks to deep playoff runs. They usually win about one game each playoff. And obviously, he has Russell Wilson, who's a top five quarterback every single season. And yeah, I think that Pete Carroll will lead the Seahawks to another great season. I think they can win 12 plus games this season. So yeah, Pete Carroll's my coach of the year. Pete Carroll definitely has a chance to lead this Seahawks team to a Super Bowl, maybe even a win in the Super Bowl, but definitely the playoffs. They have a tough division, maybe the toughest in the league, but we'll see if they, uh, they can get over that hump and get to the playoffs. Okay, Andrew, your turn. All right, so I chose my prediction kind of based like Dean uh, from last podcast, who we had winning divisions going deep in the playoffs. So uh, one team that I had doing significantly better than last year were the Dallas Cowboys. They went 8-8 eight and eight last year. And I had predicted them to go 13 and three this year. I think 13 and three or 12 and four, one of those two. Um, also, I predicted them to get to the uh, conference finals, the NFC Championship game. So I think that means that Mike McCarthy would be well deserving of Coach of the Year. And I think just because going into a team that's already loaded, but that hasn't been able to get over the hump yet and uh, and make a deep playoff run, I think that if he can make a good playoff run, then he's definitely in conversation no matter what. Also, winning a division, having a good record, being a top three seed in the NFC, a very competitive NFC, uh, as Dean mentioned too. I mean, there's so many tough divisions in the NFC. The wild card races and division races are going to be pretty tight. So I think that if Mike McCarthy can lead the Cowboys deep into the playoffs, he's well-deserving this award. Yeah, the Cowboys definitely have the chance to improve on their record last year and hopefully make the playoffs. I mean, the Eagles are definitely going to challenge them again. I don't, I don't know if the Giants or the football team will, but uh, we'll see. Okay, so for my coach of the year prediction, I'm going to go with Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott. I think that, yes, they did make the playoffs last year, but they came in second to a good Patriots team, and I don't think that Patriots team are going to be as good as they were last year, and I think that he's the chance to really lead this pretty young team to a – to the playoffs and maybe a win in the playoffs. And I think that they're going to win their division with a young quarterback and Josh Allen and Devin Singletary and new addition Stephon Diggs. So I think that Sean McDermott could be very deserving of this award if the Bills live up to their expectations. So now we'll move on to the Offensive Player of the Year Award. I will start for this one. It's very hard to not pick a quarterback in this. But you know what? I'm not going to. I'm going to go with Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he is... Okay, we know. We saw him in fantasy last year. He's just an all-around beast. He's probably the best pass-catching running back in the NFL. He's a great rusher. His O-line isn't great, and their whole team isn't great, but I think that Christian McCaffrey has the ability to stand out among the rest of the players. And I think that they probably do have a little bit better of an offense this year than last year. They added Robbie Anderson, and in my perspective, uh, Teddy Bridgewater is better than Kyle Allen. 
but their defense got worse with the loss of Luke Keekley. So yeah, I think that this is going to be an interesting race, but I think that Chris McCaffrey comes out on top. Dean? Yeah, um, I'm going to have to agree with you, Tyler. I think there's no way out of this before. I didn't know you were going to choose McCaffrey. I had assumed many people would for this award, but he's totally deserving of it. I think he deserved it over Michael Thomas last year, who won the award. And Christian McCaffrey's just a freak athlete. Like you said, he's one of the most powerful running backs in the NFL. He can catch. And like it's crazy to think that in 2017, a team like the Bears just went for Mitchell Trubisky over him. Like, even though they didn't need the running back at the time, it just is crazy to look back at Christian McCaffrey. He's the best running back in the league right now, undisputedly. And I think he's due for another great season for the Carolina Panthers. They only, their offensive line isn't good, but it only got better through the draft. And I don't see how he doesn't have another MVP like season. Yeah, that Panthers team is very interesting. But you said that they only got better through the draft. I'm not so sure that's true because they traded Trey Turner to the Chargers for often injured Russell Okun. So we'll see about that. We'll see if Russell Okun can play for them. And uh, yeah. Okay, Andrew, what is your pick for Offensive Player of the Year? Again, I was going to go with what you guys said, Christian McCaffrey. But since you guys said that, I'm going to be choosing another player. For Offensive Player of the Year, I just think that uh, it's going to be Lamar Jackson. This is, I mean, I don't have a winning MVP, so that's why I think he's going to win Offensive Player of the Year. And, I mean, it, he you've already seen what he can do last year. He's an MVP caliber player. I mean, he's getting so much better in the passing game, and he's lethal in the run game. Plus, adding J.K. Dobbins to that offense, which is already really good. And Marquise Brown had a huge offseason improvement, so that offense is still scary. And the defense is pretty good, too. So they're going to be on the offensive side of the ball a lot. So I think that Lamar is going to put up some really impressive numbers this year. Now Campbell will choose his player for Offensive Player of the Year. Well, before I begin, I'd just like to say I was also going to choose Christian McCaffrey. And then my backup option was Lamar Jackson. But you guys already said that. So I'll go with my third option. This might be a little biased, but I'm going to say Saquon Barkley could be the Offensive Player of the Year. Last season, he was injured, and he didn't play at 100% for a few games. So I think this year, Saquon's going to come back stronger than ever. And for him to win this award, I think he's really going to need to get himself involved in more passing attacks out of the backfield because, as we all know, the Giants' O-line is not the strongest. And by not the strongest, I mean probably the worst in the league. But I think if Saquon can get himself into the game through the passing attack along with running, he could really have a breakthrough third season. Yeah, Saquon Barkley is definitely a top running back in this league. He's very young, so he definitely has the years to improve. So I think that, yeah, he's going to be very good again. Dean? I just want to add that I just thought about this. Saquon Barkley, also another candidate for the Comeback Player of the Year award, as he was injured. And like you said, he wasn't really playing to uh, 100% last season. So he could definitely win both awards. Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, now we will move to Defensive Player of the Year. Andrew, you can start on this one. Okay, so for my defensive player of the year, I feel like there's a good number of players. There's a ton of options. But this is someone that I think has got has kind of gotten overshadowed in the past couple of years, and that is Khalil Mack. I think he's still the, the best outside rusher, most likely, in the league. He's probably the best outside linebacker in the past game as well. I mean, he's so fast. He can move side to side, and he just bullies offensive linemen. So I think that he's just a complete package. And he's won the award before, so I, I don't see why he can't win in the end. That's a good pick, Andrew. Khalil Mack is a beast. I mean, a great outside linebacker, one of the best in the NFL. 
And yeah, he can definitely win this award. Okay, Dean, your turn. All right, this is going to be sort of a similar pick to my defensive rookie of the year because I had Mr. Isaiah Simmons winning that for the Cardinals. I'm going to have Chandler Jones winning this award. He, last year, statistically, he was the best defensive end in the NFL. He had about 19 sacks off the season, and he's just a complete beast. I wanted to go with my Packer, Preston Smith, but now looking at all the stats, rewinding, Chandler Jones is a guy. I mean, every single weekend you see like defensive player of the week, and it's usually Chandler Jones. He's such a beast, so versatile. Him and Isaiah Simmons, especially on that defense, are going to be very good. That's a good pick, Dean. Okay, now we'll move on to Campbell. So my pick for defensive player of the year is going to be Aaron Donald. Over the past two to three seasons, he's been arguably the best defender in each of them. He's been a 99 overall in that in the past few seasons. There's a reason for that. And uh, I think Donald, there's no reason he's not going to put up 10 to 20 sacks this year, like the past few seasons. And if he can get back to the form he was two years ago in 2018, he's going to win this Defensive Player of the Year award in a landslide. And I think he's such a consistent player. He is just as good of odds as anyone else to win this award for his third time. Great pick, Campbell. Aaron Donald, probably the most dominant player in the NFL. So you cannot disagree with that. So now it is going to be my pick for a defensive player of the year. Aaron Donald's a great selection. I was going to go with him, but since you said him, I'm going to go with another dominant player in the NFC. I would love to go with his brother, Joey Bosa, because he's on the Chargers and he's a very good player too. But I'm going to go with 49ers edge rusher Nick Bosa. He won defensive rookie of the year last year and was in the running for defensive player of the year. I think that there's no reason why he can't win it this year. And he is probably a top three edge rusher in this league and is going to get better. So I'm going to go with Nick Bosa. Yeah, all four of the guys we said, Nick Bosa, Aaron Donald, Chandler Jones, and Khalil Mack, they all have opportunities to win this award. Other players that can win this are Stephon Gilmore, maybe Jalen Ramsey if he plays really well, Jamal Adams, and a couple others. So, yeah, those are our Defensive Player of the Year predictions. Now we'll move on to the most important award, the most valuable player, the MVP. Dean, you can start on this one. So for my MVP for the upcoming season, I'm going to go with Baltimore Ravens star quarterback Lamar Jackson. After the season, I think he's going to be a two-time MVP. And uh, here's why I think so. Lamar Jackson, he absolutely shattered the quarterback rushing record uh, held by Michael Vick. And he's such a talented player. And like I said in the last podcast, that I thought the Ravens are going 15-1 next season, uh, which is my NFL all-conference best record 15-1 so I think that the best player on the best team should be able to win MVP especially if it's someone as talented as Lamar Jackson and he's such a versatile player he's so fast he's the fastest quarterback in the league he's so versatile on the offensive side he has great jukes he's a consistent thrower and I think he has the potential to have an even better season this season than he did last season so I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson as my MVP I don't know if that's possible, if he can have a better season than he did last year, but we will see. Maybe a Super Bowl win will do that for him. Okay, so now I will go with my MVP prediction. It's very hard to not go with Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to go with Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson. He has never won an MVP award, yet he's led his team to the playoffs every season and had a winning record every season and has won a lot of playoff games, won a Super Bowl. And so I just think that Russell Wilson, there's no reason he shouldn't win this award. 
He has a great team around him. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, new addition Greg Olson, Chris Carson. Their defense is good with Jamal Adams and Bobby Wagner. They have a chance to win the Super Bowl. And I think that Russell Wilson, this is his time to win the award. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Russell Wilson. Okay, Campbell, it's your turn to choose your MVP. I'm going to go with the Super Bowl winning quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, as my MVP winner. It's pretty hard to go against Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs offense has so many threats with Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Michael Hardman, and so much more, which makes it so easy for him to put up good stats. And Mahomes coming off the Super Bowl win, he's not going to want to slow down. If I had to guess, he's going to put his foot on the gas even more, and he's going to go for his second MVP award. And I, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to do it this year, win number two of many. Yeah, it's really hard to disagree with that. Patrick Mahomes, he's a top two, maybe the best quarterback in the NFL. So, yeah. Andrew, it is your turn. Our final pick of the day, the MVP of Andrew. My MVP is Patrick Mahomes. I think that Campbell just said he's most likely a top two QB in the NFL. I think he's hands down the best QB in the NFL so far in uh, the two seasons that he's been the starter as the Kansas City Chiefs. In the first season, he won MVP. And he led his team to the AFC Championship. They probably should have went to the Super Bowl. But uh, D Ford was offside. So that kind of negated that. And then you look at last year. It's not that his stats were bad. He still had an MVP caliber year. But Lamar Jackson, I think, kind of just the swagger and just the whole, like, the new rushing records kind of took the media's eyes. But Patrick Mahomes was still very good. And you see who won the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes won the Super Bowl, came back from down 10 against probably the best defense in the league last year. So I think that his ability to win but also put up incredible stats just makes him the MVP. Yeah, like you said and Campbell said, it's, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he explains for himself. But the reason why he probably didn't win the MVP last year is, one, Lamar Jackson was ridiculous. And two, he was hurt for a couple games. So, yeah. Now we will move to our ongoing tradition on the Acti Buzzer podcast. We will do the shot clock segment. So our shot clock topic for today is should Giannis leave the Bucks via free agency in 2021? Dean, you will go first. 24 seconds on the clock starting now. In my opinion, I think that Giannis should leave the Bucks in free agency depending on how their next season goes. He still has one more season with the Bucks. He said he's not going to request a trade, and I believe him by that. He's such a loyal player, and depending how the Bucks do next season, it definitely matters. And Giannis, have a bad season next season? I definitely think he's leaving in free agency. So that's my sort of answer for this question. Now it is Andrew's turn to choose his player. 24 seconds on the clock, starting now. Okay, I think Giannis should definitely leave the Bucks via free agency. And I just think the Bucks, they're just not, they don't have enough players to win. I don't think Chris Middleton is a reliable second option. He's not clutch, as we saw in the second round series against the Heat. If he goes to another team, I think the best team is the Warriors. Championship DNA, Splash Bros, 100% healthy. They have the second overall pick where they can use to get another player. They have a great winning coach. So, yeah, I think Giannis should leave. Interesting pick from you, too. Okay, Campbell, it is your turn now. 24 seconds on the clock, starting now. So I'm going to say, yes, Giannis should leave the Bucks. The Bucks are an extremely small market team, and I don't think the players Giannis is going to need to win a ring are going to come to Milwaukee with him. I think he's going to need to go join a team with the role players to surround him. I don't really have a team that I think would be good for him, but what I do know is 
I think whatever team he does go to needs a good ball handling guard, and he must be surrounded by shooters. All three of you guys agreed. Now it is my turn. Andrew will be timing me on this one. Okay, Tyler. 24 seconds on the clock. Ready? Begin. Okay, so I'm actually going to disagree with you guys. I think that the Bucks and Giannis are going to agree to a max extension deal via free agency. I don't think he's going to leave. I think that the Bucks are going to maybe try to trade away Chris Middleton if Giannis wants them to because Giannis is definitely their priority over Chris Middleton to maybe get a player like Chris Paul who can support Giannis more. So I think that, yeah, that Giannis should stay. I think he will because he's that type of player. That's definitely a good take, Tyler, but I'm not sure that the Bucks would be willing, if they were to trade for Chris Paul, I don't know that they'd be willing to also give up Middleton because Chris Paul is 35. He, he only has probably a couple good seasons left in him. Middleton is much younger, and they also just signed him to a max deal. So I think if they were to trade him, they would be more lenient to give up guys like George Hill or Eric Bledsoe, or maybe if DiVincenzo can get more. Uh, he played kind of well in the playoffs, so maybe uh, other teams value him more, but I don't think they would give up Milton in that trade for a CP3. Yeah, I'm going to say this real quick. I agree with Andrew. I don't think they should give up a piece like Middleton. I think they should give an asset like Middleton up to a team that's willing to give Milwaukee more young talent, like someone like even Chris Paul's teammate right now, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, a great up-and-coming guard. So I don't think they would trade Chris Middleton for Chris Paul, but uh, you never know. I mean, they do want to win now, and if they want Giannis for the future, they might want to win a chip next year. So I think that if they want to win now, that might not be as bad of a deal, but I, I didn't say that they would get Chris Paul for Chris Middleton. I was saying that they could potentially try and get Chris Paul and then trade away Chris Middleton in the process. So, yeah, we'll see. And that is all we have for you today, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to At The Buzzer Podcast. Go follow us at AT Buzzer Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and the platform you are listening on today. See you next time.